Welcome back, listeners of your award-winning Let's Talk America radio. Of course, we put the spotlight on the trending topics, the important issues that matter to you. And I don't need to tell anyone that October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. It is such um, a common, unfortunately common disease that affects, impacts families everywhere. But what you don't know about the most aggressive type of breast cancer, known as TNBC, and why this disproportionately, disproportionately affects black women. And that's something um, I was not made aware of. Well, joining us right now to speak more about this very important health topic is Ricky Farley, CEO and co-founder of Touch, the Black Breast Cancer Alliance, and a stage 3 TNBC survivor herself, and Dr. Monique Gary with the Grandview Health Pen Cancer Network Cancer Program. Ladies, welcome to the program. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Very honored to have you on again. It's October. Don't need to tell you two ladies how important it is um, to put the spotlight again on um, this very common form of cancer for many women around the country and the world. I want to start with you, Dr. Geary. Um, first, how, what is TNBC? I mean, because a lot of people, you know, we hear about aggressive forms of breast cancer, but explain this one and how exactly is it different from the other types of breast cancer? Shana, this is a great question. And you know, TNBC is not the most common form, but it is certainly the most aggressive. The TNBC stands for triple negative breast cancer. And what that means is that this type of cancer is both named for and characterized by the cancer cells. When we look under the microscope, are missing the hormone receptors or little stations around that cancer cell to receive the signals from the bloodstream to tell it to grow. So hormones are not necessarily driving this to grow and can't be blocked in the traditional ways that other cancers, other breast cancers can. And that makes it more aggressive. That means wow. that women who have it are more likely to develop metastatic disease. It means, okay. it means that they need therapies like chemotherapy that targets the whole body because we are um, in the phase of discovering what all the different uh, treatments are for TNBC. But targeted therapies have been difficult to develop. There are some, but okay. they've been difficult to develop. Yeah, yes, and cancer itself can be so complicated because what, as you know, what treatment works for one may not work for the other. Um, tell us this, what are some of the signs and symptoms of this very aggressive form of breast cancer known as TNBC? The first and most important sign or symptom is the same as the other cancers, other breast cancers, and that's no sign at all. And that means that wow. these cancers, yeah, they're diagnosed on screening mammograms. And this is why we say early detection saves lives. Every woman needs to get that screening mammogram. Now, when there are symptoms, men and women can feel palpable masses or lumps. We know okay. that they can have skin changes or thickness in the skin, like an orange peel. They can have nipple discharge or retraction, uh, and we find this particular type of breast cancer to be present in more women who are younger, under the age of 40. They have hereditary mutations, so strong family history, and these are all things that people should be watching out for. But if you see those signs or symptoms, you need to get to your doctor right away. Yeah. I have to ask you this when we're talking about um, the diagnosis part. Um, from your professional medical opinion, doctor, what it continues to be instrumental in diagnosing breast cancer of any form as early as possible? The earliest detection is possible through mammography. Mammograms will detect breast cancers up to three to five years faster than palpable uh, cancers can be detected. And we know that they detect the earliest types of breast cancer, the calcifications or the stage zero breast cancers. So we wish there were different technology and more okay. effective technologies, but it's mammograms. 
Yeah, still mammograms. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't need to tell you so many women, and I will speak with um, Ricky about this soon, but so many women are so busy. They're taking care of mm-hmm. our children, yeah. their, their parents all over the place. Self-care has been a buzzword, a buzzphrase, mm-hmm. if you will, for the last year. But how key is it as, as women, as we be mothers and partners and, and wives, that we still take the time yeah. um, to really get this done? Make your case. Wow, so here's my case. My case is that if COVID-19 has taught us nothing, it is that we need to put our own masks on first. And that Mm -hmm. means we need to make time for our wellness or we will be forced to make time for illness. And so it is imperative for every person listening to consider their health, get their preventive screenings. And if you have symptoms, get to the doctor and do not delay. Do not let fear delay you and deter you from getting the life-saving treatment that you might need. So, so key. Another buzz phrase before we move to Ricky is health disparities that have come mm-hmm. up a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, the um, COVID-19 pandemic has put the spotlight on that. In your professional opinion, do the health disparities that exist along racial lines, socioeconomic lines, and other lines as well, do you see that playing a part in the diagnosis or treatment of breast cancer, this aggressive form such as TNBC? We absolutely do, and it also confounds the scientific research that we might try to do. So what we know are that women who live in rural communities, women who have lower socioeconomic status, have barriers both to access and to utilization of care. So they may have difficulty even getting their screening mammograms, and we have seen this in the last year due to COVID-19. We know Mm -hmm. that their doctors may be less likely to prescribe things like 3D mammograms instead of the conventional 2D mammograms. And black women have on average 30% higher breast density than white women. Wow. We know so, that mm-hmm, yeah. we, we know that black women may be and women who have lower socioeconomic status as well may be less likely to complete all of the aggressive therapies and they may not be offered clinical trials. And this is key. The last disparity that exists is in young women. We know that when women present to their doctor before the age of screening, they may be turned away by their doctor or not. You know, and it isn't in malice. The doctor may say, well, you're just too young for breast cancer. And so Uh come back in six months or maybe come back in a year. And these are women who are more likely to be diagnosed with a triple negative breast cancer if they have a cancer at all. So there are disparities in access, in treatment and bias in the healthcare system that still persists that just creates a, a perfect storm in order to, to have result in a poor outcome, for, especially for black women. Yeah, and we certainly have to address those issues as a society right. um, to overcome it and save as many lives as possible. Thank you for all that you've done in your um, contribution to today's show. I want to turn my sights to you, Ricky. Of course, Ricky Fiorelli, your CEO and co-founder of Touch, the Black Breast Cancer Alliance. You're also a Stage 3A TNBC survivor. Congratulations to you. Tell us about your experience with breast cancer. Thank you. Um, yes, I identified my tumor on an annual checkup. So you must get those checkups and be diligent about it. My doctor found the lump um, and I did a double mastectomy, um, very aggressive chemo and radiation. And a year to the day, my cancer came back, you know, as triple negative often does. And you know, we have, we're the only breast cancer subtype that doesn't have a drug for recurrence. So my cancer came back. My doctor said, okay, Ricky, you're now metastatic. You have about two years to live. Get your affairs in order. And I said, I can't really do that right now. I have a daughter at Dartmouth. I've got to get her through school. So me and you and and God and some drugs or something, we've got to work it out. Okay. Bring me something. I found a specialist who focused on triple negative, and um, she put me on some experimental drugs at the time. And I just celebrated 10 years of survivorship two weeks ago. So I'm very blessed. I'm 
a miracle. But I know that's not the same for my TMBC sisters. And I'm, you know, I've been an advocate ever since I got sick and fighting like a girl to help other people deal with this disease. Beautiful, beautifully said. What prompts you to begin touch the Black Breast Cancer Alliance? Black women are dying. Our disease is different. We're getting triple negative breast cancer at three times the rate of white women. For black breast cancer overall, we have a 42% higher mortality rate. We have a 39% higher recurrence rate than white women. And black women like me who have breast cancer, we have a 71% higher risk of death. Unacceptable numbers. Wow. Black women under 35 are getting breast cancer at twice the rate, dying at three times the rate. And, nice. they're, and they're getting it at later stages. And, um, you know, we have some breasty friends who got triple negative at 19, at 26, at 25, and aren't here to talk about it. So I felt the need to bring more science to our disease. Something has got to be wrong. And I, you and Dr. Mo touched on a lot of the socioeconomic issues and the you know, social determinants of health. But there's something different about our biology that we haven't pursued and, under, and we don't understand yet. Right now, only 3% of black women participate in clinical trial research. So without that science, we don't know why we're dying. We don't know. We don't have the data. And so I started my foundation to bring those conversations to the table, to bring people to the table. A lot of people have worked in this space and diligently work about, you know, trying to cure breast cancer. But I want to talk about black women and black bodies and why we're different. Mm -hmm. So we're doing that work now. And how do we get more black women more comfortable with participating in research. You know, we have a lot of mistrust in our history and a yeah. lot of bad things happen, but we have to, you know, conquer that fear and do the science and do the work we need to do. And so we're trying to educate about that, help black women understand how clinical trials work, that, you know, what standard of care is it, that they actually will have better outcomes in clinical trials. So to help yeah. that science happen so that we can get, can get the drugs that we need to save our lives. So, so key. Um, as we wrap up, what advice would you have for um, an African-American woman, a Caucasian, Hispanic woman, any woman out there right now that perhaps she, um, her health is, is not the best, maybe she doesn't feel well, maybe she found a lump, and something doesn't seem right, maybe discoloration of the skin, um, some peeling happening in the breast area. Uh, but you know the F factor of fear does exist oh, yes. um, for many, many yes. women and men around the world. Yes. What would you say for someone hesitant to bring that up to their physician or make that call when they don't think they're 100 percent at their best the fear of not knowing is worse than the fear of dealing with cancer trust me uh, but check your breasts check the breasts that you love i know you have a pair know your body stand in the mirror feel look at your breasts feel them touch them know them so if something does crazy happen you can go to the doctor and advocate for yourself and if you're young and your doctor dismisses you which they often do stand up for yourself and say no this is a problem you know often young women will say you know um, you're too young for a mammogram don't accept that go to another doctor but find you know get the science get the get the testing that you need to understand what's going on with your body and know your her story talk to your families you know black families don't yeah. talk about health at the kitchen at the kitchen table bring those conversations to the table talk to your mom talk to your grandma talk to your aunties know your history and talk to your daughters and you know do and and participate in research if you have the opportunity to do a clinical trial people have better outcomes and if you're if you don't want to do it for yourself do it for your daughter do it for your granddaughter yeah, this, we're in it together as a village. Thank you so much for being with us. Dr. Gary, before we wrap up, any new recent developments in the treatment of aggressive forms of breast cancer, such as TNBC? 
So while chemotherapy remains the mainstay of treatment for TMBC, uh, newer therapies such as uh, targeted therapies and immunotherapy are really allowing women to lead better lives and live longer, especially with metastatic triple negative breast cancer. So there is hope on the horizon. Yes. We need more participation in trials. We need more research. We need more options. Being powerful. And mammograms, I don't want to overlook this. Um, oh, yeah. Annually, every three, four years, what's the verdict? So the recommendation, and I speak from the American Society of Breast Surgeons, we're the doctors who see and treat patients with breast yeah. cancer. Women at average risk should begin at age 40. Who's average risk? Don't have a family history. You don't have um, a hereditary mutation. Okay. Women who have family history should start 10 years younger than the youngest person in their family. And this okay. is why it's so important to know that family history. Yeah. And you should go every year. If you skip years, wow. you're going to need more imaging and maybe biopsies, but go right. every year. Yeah, check on yourself and it's so worth it. Where can our listeners go for additional information? For more information, you can go to our website, touchbbca.org, touchbbca.org, where you will find articles, you will find information on clinical trials and the latest research, you'll find testimonials and a network of breasties, of advocates, and support for those who are fighting breast cancer and those who love them, and you will find ways to get involved because we want everyone to take away from this that it's no longer Breast Cancer Awareness Month, it's Breast Cancer Action Month this month right. and love every it. month. I love it. Ricky, Dr. Gary, what a pleasure and honor to speak to both of you, providing some excellent and very needed information for all communities. Take care, ladies. Thanks for helping us get the word out. We Glad appreciate you. Glad to be you. here. Take care. Always our pleasure. Thanks.